Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsters. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molliner. And Andy, I don't know if you knew this, it's a big day today. It's National Scrapple Day. Scrapple? Like the uh, <laughs> like the pig the pig uh, byproduct or scrabble? Yeah, you take some, a scrap pole. Yes, the okay. um, you take some pig and some cornmeal and you turn it into this delicious brick of of wharfulness. I had a little scrapple this morning, so maybe you'll, maybe you will too to celebrate. You anyone seem like a scrapple tuned, guy. Uh, I don't know anyone who tuned in yesterday knew knows or last night to the deep dive knows I had Indian food for lunch and dinner. So I'm not mm. eating anything today. Feeling man. spicy I'm, today. I'm feel I'm feeling still a little the spice the spice is running through me. It's like dude. <laughs> the spice. The spice. The but spice. uh no, uh, yeah, college basketball kind of returns. It's it's one of those yeah, what what were the t- two I shit on usually? Tennis and golf. I have no idea how to end a season. College basketball isn't good at starting a season. You have the the tip-offs play you know with the a few big names are going to go at it tonight and over the next couple days but like it's still it doesn't have the fanfare uh, proper of uh, any other opening day in baseball or you know the the thursday night game to get going uh on football it's just not the same and we were talking about before you got into the meeting we were talking about the nba starting on christmas like the other year because like that was actually the best start to an NBA season. Like that was, uh, there was a lot of fanfare. That was a good one. Obviously, they're not doing that again, just because that's not how things are going to work with the schedule. Um, yeah, last night I actually went to bed kind of early, didn't pay attention. I watched some. I was paying more attention to hoops than the or the pro football game. Apparently, there was a little bit of a ref show. Um, I'm glad. So I'm glad I didn't pay attention. <sighs> Uh, apparently, yeah, the Bears decided to look good. I don't know if the refs helped the Bears or helped the Steelers. I'm still catching up. Um, also, Alex was a big old loser on first touchdown score, but I was. I'm gonna go back and look at this. I feel like I should be playing all of your first touchdown <laughs> scores, anytime touchdown scores. I think we had the uh, well, Fr- Fryermuth had a couple, but I think we had the second, third, fifth touchdowns out of the the guys you decided to go with. If, if you get two of them, honestly, if you get two of them, it pays for everything, I would think. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and look at what some of those prices were on that. It's um, it's something I've been doing for the last couple of weeks because you know it's been frustrating to hit the second, third touchdown score. Um, so the Jeff Swain game, I think almost everybody, I think it was four out of the five names I listed scored. I had all of those to various numbers last night. Fryermuth was plus two hundred. Mooney was plus three hundred. I think the other three guys, Fields didn't score. Um, yeah, you only had the four on the show. I know you added a, a tight Gentry end. Gentry didn't score right. I added Gentry and then Komet. Komet didn't score either. But, you know, two and two, a plus 200 and a plus 300. So not too shabby. Yeah, I think you can go two and two those every week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. You know what? We're going to do the segment where you give out um, first touchdown scores. And then we're, I should do that. Just, it's not going to be a surprise now that I'm saying it out loud, but it's like now for Andy's anytime touchdown scores market, it's just gonna be the same four guys. Here I'm we go. I'm in on that. I, that uh, bit. I like that. I'm That's in, a good bit. We should. Yeah. We're going to do that. Uh, we give away the good <laughs> surprise, but maybe we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a graphic for it anyway, just so people can have those prices. I'll go do the price shopping for you. Oh, um, sweet. back to golf. I did pick some outrights for this week. Uh, this course doesn't look hard. 
There's not something of, you know, I don't think this is going to be a, I got to find a guy who can fit this course really well. It's kind of a boring course. It looks like it's going to be an easy course just based on last year, everything I'm seeing. So I'm not really going and looking for, you know, what course fit guys, course horses, what have you. Honestly, just kind of going and looking for some guys that are playing decent golf over the last however many weeks, tournaments you want to look at, and then kind of looking at the prices and making some adjustment or making some guesses on that. I don't have anyone near the top of the board at all. Um, and yeah, Brett, as Brett mentions, it is EVR week. I know somebody else who likes EVR, which always makes me feel better. I love about a three-letter nickname. A big fan of that, the three-letter nickname. I know I got to get something for Johnny Vegas, but uh, Shane Lowry does not have a three-letter nickname. He is a uh, just a big old big old Irish guy. I like him quite a bit. He again <laughs> forty-five to one. He's been great over the past few, however however many uh, rounds you want to go outside of putting. Putting, of course, is very variable, very deviable. He had a bunch of top 10 finishes there over the summer, including at some tough tournaments uh, like Memorial, the PGA. He played very well. Obviously missed the cut in Mayakoba, but he's a guy who can get it going, especially if the putter gets going. Um, my second uh, EVR, God, I do, I do just love, I love getting down to those guys. Now, now I've lost, uh, I've lost the objectivity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when when you do fall in love with guys like that, it's it's tough because it's easy to start, fall in love. You it, you start adding them every week, and um, my next one there, Varner the third, a guy I've played quite a bit too. Another one where it's just his numbers are fine. He plays well. Always a always a first round leader threat. Not the best of fields. There's some there's some names here, but Varner's another guy who's putter did let him down really heavily at the CJ cup. He should have placed a little higher there, but before that <clears throat> through the fall, Fortnite Sanderson BMW in the BMW, which was a very good field. He placed 12th there. So he has a bunch of decent finishes in the fall here. It's hard to rate how some of these guys motivation is in this swing around season. Varner does have baby swag though. He is coming off of having a child a couple weeks ago, Van Ruyen, Already talked about him. Other people on him making me feel just fine about that. He's one where really the weak spot in his game, maybe maybe a third shot when he's not finding the green. He's not great around the green, not as great out of the sand. These greens are big. This is looking like an easy second shot course. He's He's got plenty of stats here to make me want him at 60 to 1. And Johnny Vegas, my guy, almost got it done at the 3M as I was walking along with him, he's another one, just a great ball striker. Uh, okay. Putter. And of course he missed two Eagle putts down the stretch there to keep me from walking home with a lot of money uh, on that fateful Sunday. But if the putter gets going, he'll be just fine. And he has a pretty big number for somebody I rate a lot higher than this. So 80 to one Johnny Vegas. And uh, you know what I did last night? Noops. Before I was logging off a book. Um, the steam was coming the wrong way Ooh. on the bowls, <laughs> and I still believed. And I did live bet the you bowls last night on on air. I live bet the bowls at like five and a half, plus five That's and awesome. a half. Uh, third quarter plus five and a half they got out to, which was amazing. But I parlayed the bulls and the suns minus three, so ooh, did not ooh. stay up late enough. Nice little uh, nice little winner for me there. I love you that. have Bobkiss tonight, huh? 
Well, nothing in the main games. We will get to something a little bit. One of those first quarter looks I like. But yeah, there's three games tonight. They're just awful games to try to have to handicap. You've got the Sixers on a back-to-back, a three and four, a five and seven, a six and nine. No Tobias Harris. It looks like Matisse Thibel is probably still going to be out here. Just a skeleton crew of guys that have been playing too many minutes. They will be at home hosting the Bucks. The Bucks not in much better shape. Drew Holiday is back, but they're still missing Chris Middleton. They're still missing um, Brooke Lopez and Dante DiVincenzo. A little bit of a deeper roster. It's probably a good spot here for the Bucks minus five and a half. But I, I don't know how to, how you lay five and a half against the Sixers team at home. Joel Embiid did have the night off last night and, and could be okay. The total of two eighteen is right where I have it. You've got the Hawks and the Jazz. Another really bad rest spot here for the Hawks. A three and four back to back. The Jazz though dealing with a few injuries with some secondary guys a bad rest spot for them kind of right where i had my number here maybe take the jazz you know kind of sell some points if you're looking for something fun to do there but pretty close to where i had my number and then blazers clippers two teams i don't like are playing each other i guess it makes sense that the clippers are minus three paul george has been the better player on either one of these teams the clippers have been more solid they're at home Again, everything pretty close to my numbers and only three games because we actually have a TNT Tuesday. I know I say TNT Thursday, but that's not a thing yeah. for, any, for a couple and of weeks. And I, I believe Embiid is going to miss a couple games with this COVID thing now. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Um, he is not actually on the floor tonight. It's, it's you know, and he didn't pop up on the injury report thing that I was looking at earlier, which is odd. But either way, it's just a really tough spot here for the Sixers. It's probably a good spot to take the Bucks. It just, I don't know. It's hard to lay five and a half like that. I'll do it. Maybe I'll tease them. I'm just kidding. Don't tease basketball. I did have a play, though. We're not going to do anything full game. We're going to do first quarter. I love my first quarter bets. This is something, um, you know, again, going back and looking, the Sixers have been one of the better first quarter teams. They do really put pride in the way they start, especially at home. At home in the first quarter, they're arguably the best first quarter team in the league so far this year. You look at the Bucks again, been a very slow starting team. Um you know, one of the things I like to do, it's you know, obviously you don't want to be too trendy, but in smaller derivative markets like this, it's never a bad idea to take a profitable team like the Sixers. You'd be up about three units blindly betting their first quarters this year versus the Bucks. You'd be down about four units blindly betting their first quarters this year. There's just not the right amount of adjustment for either team, given you know how their lineups are stacked and how they start games. So we'll go Sixers first quarter here. Plus two, um, there's even a two and a half out there if you look around uh, long enough and hard enough. But anything two or better looks pretty solid to me. Um, I have the Sixers plus half a point here. So two looks nice, two and a half especially nice. So we'll do that in the first quarter, get all our bets done in the first 12 minutes and uh, probably not watch too much of kind of an ugly slate of basketball. Yeah, you can uh, you can take in some swack ball. There's college hoops tonight. We don't have any bets from me. I'm not going to get too excited. And, and I, I talked to Dan about this. Again, before you got into the meeting, I said, I my hierarchy of basketball that I will watch would be a low-level college basketball game where there aren't you know, a bunch of kids that are not on scholarship, then the NBA, <laughs> and there's a big gap there, and then like Power 5 basketball. And I think it's I think it's all expectation stuff. Like these kids, you know, the expectations are so low for these kids, and sometimes they exceed it. And then the NBA, the expectations are high because they're pros, and they still take off too many days and act like little bitches all the time. And then the expectations for high level college basketball is high, and yet we still have the Big Ten. So I think a lot of my basketball viewing prowess is based on expectations and 
Um, honestly, I don't watch that much basketball together on anyway, especially during football <laughs> season. I'll catch a couple of games a week, but and I will I will catch a a marquee game in in college, you know, in in bigger, higher level college basketball. I just don't love these early ones. I don't think they're very. I don't think you can glean all that much from them. And there are a couple of big ones tonight, though, in the uh, whatever tournament they're calling this. Do not remember. It doesn't matter. That's not something you can take in a handicap apparently, but. Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky tonight. I mentioned this. Yeah, the Champions Classic. Thank you, Dan. That's right. We have all-star producer Dan. I could not remember the name of it. But Duke, Kentucky, avoid at all costs. Again, because of the Coach K victory tour, goodbye tour, tears to be shed. They had that weird block thing. Um at, at like the midnight madness they had i'm i'm totally out on duke games i will avoid those at all costs so if i do watch a game and it's a it's a late game so if i watch a game it'll be the early one i'll probably catch a little bit of kansas michigan state tonight but probably between that and maction i choose maction and eventually and to, to any anybody who's worried i will have college basketball plays eventually it'll be it'll be a couple weeks Maybe not that long. I don't know. Well, you like to we'll wait see, we'll to get conference play going, have a little bit of stuff, because you're a smaller conference guy, so you gotta see how those guys do when they're going against each other, right? Well, yeah, all my teams are all my teams are either playing power five teams or they're playing like division three teams, you know, I, where there's not gonna be a line or you know, if you want uh, a good friend uh Jay Creer um on Twitter, I think it's just Jay Creer. He he does something where he fades uh certain slack teams and i'm seriously like, you're laying you're laying like 40 points with other teams and it works like it's been a profitable strategy so there's plenty of guys who do early season basketball i just get too busy in the in the early part of the in the early part of the year with football and everything now I'll, I'll get to basketball when i get to it so tennis paolini crushed the first set bottled the second set I checked it. She was losing the third set three nothing, and I closed the tab in anger. <laughs> and I went to see what the final score was so I could bitch you out. And Paolini pulls it off. So one and oh. One and oh in tennis yesterday for us. Mostly when I say us because I bet it as well, but it was Alex's look at the big brain on Alex. Paolini getting it done in three. What do we got tonight? starting start to look through again it's, it's tough all these matches are kind of happening now so not too many lines to pick from again Paolini was solid I love the way you described that closing the score tab in anger it's something you do god probably every day if not twice a day as a tennis people better. should relate to that yeah they should they should um just one match here uh Angelina Connellina Angelina Kalanina is playing at 2 p.m. this afternoon Eastern time. Um, you know, is it underdog here? Thought about backing her as a dog on the money line. Has been playing solid tennis, I believe came up through qualifying, but is playing Veronica Kudermatova. Kudermatova comes into here pretty much ice cold, hasn't played tennis in, in quite some time, but is someone that can come off kind of those cold streaks, may struggle a little bit, but will be the best player on the court if she wants to be today. So the strategy here basically is, you know, as I start to look at this and different permutations, I think there's a pretty decent chance that if Kalanina wins, she's going to win this 2-0. Uh, you know, basically 
Kuna Matova kind of comes out, collects her check, and goes home. Or we see a competitive match, and again, eventually, Kudermatova, the best player, um, should win if it even takes three sets at that point. So let's just take Kalanina minus one and a half sets or 2 well. There's a bunch of different ways to look this up. Again, it could be the exact score 2 well. It could be laying one and a half sets here, but it more could often be than Kudermatova not. Kudermatova to win a set, no. Yes, that's right. That's so I think that's FanDuel that does it that way. Every, a lot of places do it as spreads. Anyway, poke around. But again, a lot of time in these matches, uh, WTA matches in general, it's it's usually a good idea to look at kind of the 2-0 price. And I just see a lot more value in this number and at plus 275, which you should be able to find. There's even like a plus 300 or better out there. Um, just looks way out of whack to me given how good of a chance she is to win this match and how often I think she does it in two sets given kind of you know the schedule spot for Kudermatova here. So just one play for us today. Kalanina, minus one and a half sets, little afternoon tennis to get us through to all the basketball. And with that, we'll uh, call it a day. Not as many picks yeah. today, but there's not as many games. If you spin over to the app, the BetSports app on the content tab, there's some good articles from Dan and Brian and Matt and sometimes even me when I get a A lot of prize pick stuff. Prize pick stuff. Um, if you want some action, there's some action action on there. Check out the articles on there. Dan uh, made a high ally prize picks entry. We did a bunch of high ally yes. yesterday. There's actually very, there's a very robust um, database of you know all the results from all the high ally and the schedules are very easily accessible at MagicCityCasino.com. So we thank them for having a very nice website to let us do the high ally um, research that we need to beat the prize pick stuff. And uh, yes, as AD says, Varner is one of the nicest guys on tour, and now he's a dad. He does deserve the win. I love him, but also just his uh, his stats do back it up a little that I should be able to bet him at this number. And we'll close it with a uh, quick shout to the sponsor win bet, where Ooh. if you're a new user, you can bet a dollar on something and win a hundred. So like you go. Go find go find one of these minus ten thousand favorites. Bet a dollar, win a hundred, pretty easy. Go sign up now. The links, as always, are easily accessible on our Twitter at Brownbag Bets. For all of us here, we'll catch you 